Hello, everyone, and welcoming, welcoming, <laughs> if I can say the word welcome, <laughs> welcoming all of you to embodying your higher self tools for conscious living. My name is Michelle Champaka. It's great to have you all here today, and I'd like to give a warm welcome to our special guest. Um, his name is Jeff Sawyer. Is that right? Sure. Shaw, sorry, Jeff Shaw. <laughs> and he's a health and fitness lifestyle coach who helps people develop healthy and realistic habits so they can live a more active life and maintain a body they can depend on. His goal is to guide people through individualized progressive programs so they can do everything they want, want and need to do on any given day. So um, I think this is so important. So many people right now are getting ready to make the their New Year's resolution. So it's really the perfect time to have you on the show today, um, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming and being with us today. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. I'm really excited to be here. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit more about where you started and how you ended up where you are today. Okay, so I'll try to give the Cliff Notes version because it could it could go on for a bit. But um, very active childhood um, led me to going to college like a lot of people do, and kind of waking up almost in college and feeling like. I'm 18, 19 years old, and I'm supposed to decide what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life, um, which was pretty intimidating. So um, after, after college, I traveled a bit and decided to go back to school to become a massage therapist. And I did. And then immediately after that, I decided to become a personal trainer. So I got my personal trainer certification and I combined those two things. Um, and I did that for a while. And then um, I'll skip kind of over about a decade that was different jobs. Um, but most importantly, it led eventually to a job working in an office like so many people do. And I saw firsthand how unhealthy an environment it can be to work in an office. And then actually it was during the pandemic um, when I, you know, salaries either got cut or people got lost their jobs and things like that. And I went back to training people. I never really stopped, but I did it mostly for myself and a few close families, uh, relatives or friends. And so I, took that and kind of found a, an opportunity to help people in a time where they were either living very sedentary lives, um, very eating unhealthy and, and just feeling a bit lost when it came to health. And so that's kind of where longevity 360, my, my company started from was from working in an office setting and, feeling absolutely uh, overwhelmed by that feeling of, or just an environment that um, it doesn't provide a, a healthy, a chance for a healthy lifestyle, or it makes it very difficult. So that's kind of where, what got me here. Wow, that's great. Thanks for sharing that story. And I think um, 
yeah, I think a lot of our listeners, um, they can relate to living an unhealthy lifestyle, especially uh, for those uh, people that I know, many dear friends in places like the UK, Canada, and Australia in particular, um, we're in very uh, severe situations with lockdown. And um, most of most of the, you know, the workout programs were all moved to online, you know, and I have a friend, she's a yoga teacher, and she's just gone back to teaching in person classes in Canada. And she says, it's, it's really been amazing. But a lot of people um, have become used to like training online. And, you know, and it seems like the majority of your clients are, are working with you online. And so maybe you can tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the difference with working with clients online versus working with them in person? Like, is there a big difference for you or what do you find in, in your work? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, to be honest, yeah, at first it was, very weird to get used to. It's just an, a concept that with my background being an in-person personal trainer, that's the only experience I had with coaching people um, where you can be right there in the same room when somebody moves well or not so well, you can correct it on the spot and it's immediate, the feedback that you can give and the connection that you have. So obviously um, when online training came about for me, um, there were definitely some things to get used to. Um, but what I've found is while I don't think anything can completely replace in-person coaching. And so I think I'll always do that. Uh, I have in-person clients here. Um, and I love that. Uh, I have found a way to coach people either live uh, with live sessions online, or I program workouts for them based 100% on their capabilities, their history, injuries, and anything that they might have going on. And then I, for instance, have a YouTube channel where I have demo videos on every movement that I program. And I have my clients also send videos of me performing their movements so I can make corrections and help them move better. And so I found that um, online fitness, virtual training or live virtual training um, doesn't lack what I think a lot of people think it might. And I think the other thing that I've found that's really cool is a lot of my clients that I got for online training during the pandemic weren't training with me because oh the gyms were closed they didn't have a choice they didn't want to go to a gym atmosphere anyway you know they they were it, it can be intimidating for people that aren't into fitness walking into a gym when you don't have a background you don't know what movements you should be doing you don't know how to perform them obviously in most gyms they have the option of hiring a personal trainer um but it, even that is intimidating for a lot of people. And so I can coach these people in the from the comfort of their own home. They don't have to leave the house. They don't need any equipment. Um, I do have different programs for different people, depending on what equipment they have or they want to use. But it's very 
low barrier to entry, which for a lot of people, especially um, clientele that, you know, they're not in high school or college, we're going to a gym as a very kind of social thing and, 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 and um, exciting thing. A lot of, most of my clients pretty much are over the age of 40. Um, and the other great thing about the online training is it doesn't have to take an hour or 90 minutes where a lot of people have this kind of preconceived idea. Oh, I've got to work out for 90 minutes or 60 minutes. I do 30 minute sessions with some clients. It's great. We get a great workout and then they get on with their day because they're professionals, they're uh, parents, they've got busy schedules. And so um, it's been a really cool way to find fitness and adapt it to their lifestyle as opposed to the other way around where they have to adapt their lifestyle to a form of fitness. Oh, wow. That's a really great explanation because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are really, you know, wondering about, you know, what was the difference? And I think you really gave a great explanation. And um, it sounds like there's a lot of benefits to doing it online, actually, which is great. And um, just for those of you, in case you don't know, um, Jeff is based here in Merida, Mexico. So if you are living in the area or in Mexico and you want to come for like a weekend program with him or something like that, Um, I will be sharing his website and all of that when the episode is published. So you'll be able to easily contact Jeff um, and start getting into shape. Um, So moving into a little bit more of a a deeper perspective in terms of like our, our own psyche and personal development, like I'd love to know what your experience has been for people that join your programs and start really getting fit, how has it really been a gift for them? How has it really changed their lives? Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, so as I mentioned, pretty much all of the people that I work with are over 40. I would say at least 50 to 60% are over 60. Um, I work with a lot of people that Um, either are coming off of an injury or they have some sort of long lasting injury or debilitating disease. Um, And unfortunately how, for instance, if someone injures, they injures themselves, they hurt their knee or um, shoulder, very common injuries for people over the age of 40, low back, Oftentimes they'll be sent to physical therapy, which I love a hundred percent, but typically the role of the physical therapist is to get that client or patient back to about 80% of what they were before the injury. So not getting them back to a hundred percent. And that's just the way the system is set up and there's nothing wrong with that. But unfortunately, then they're just kind of, left dangling in the breeze and they don't really know what to do. They did the workouts or, or certain exercises specifically given by the physical therapist. But I feel like for me, that's kind of where I found my niche was, all right, well, that's where I can come in because I, for instance, here locally, I work with physical therapists to kind of carry the torch. Um, or, and also online, you know, I, I work with physical therapists that are working with clients in the United States, in the UK as well. 
So I'm on the same page with them. The physical therapists know things that, for instance, that I don't understand. They went to school right. for a long time, right? right? And so what I can do with their input, I can program them workouts that are specifically designed to take them from 80% now back to 100% and even hopefully even better than they were wow. before. That's impressive. Yeah. That's so impressive. that's kind of a big part of it. Most of my clients are, you know, rebounding off of an injury or for instance, I'll give one example of a woman that I've been working with for over two years now, and she has um, primary lateral sclerosis. So she's unable to walk now. Um, and she, well, she can walk with the aid of a walker, otherwise she's wheelchair bound. And basically when I sat down, when I first consulted with her, I asked her, what are some of the things that you can still do right. that you'd like to still be able to do going forward? And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of forget about when they're training, even when they're healthy, is it's always the carrot on the string. Like, oh, I would like to be able to run a marathon. I've right. never run a marathon. Right. But we start to forget about what are the things that I can do today that in five or 10 years I'd still like to be able to do so yeah. I can be happy. Right. right. And so, for instance, with her, she said she wanted, even if it's with the walker, to still be able to walk from her bedroom to the kitchen and make herself a cup of coffee or something like that. And so we basically designed the programs for her based on that. Like, what are the things that she needs to be able to do in order to be able to do those things? Wow. So. That's awesome. That's really awesome, Jeff. I didn't realize... Uh, how deep your program goes and how you're benefiting people that um, would otherwise be kind of, you know, lost between the cracks, so to speak. Yeah. So this is really um, very specialized what you're doing and how you're helping people. I just want to see if Melissa or MY, MXY, um, who entered the studio, um, if either one of you would like to get on live, um, you just look for the phone icon, click on it, and you can come into the studio and actually ask Jeff questions live. So don't be shy. He's more than happy to answer any of your questions. Um, please come on. We, we'd love to have you come into the studio live. So we'll see if anybody sure. finds the courage to come in live. Um, I'd also like to talk with, you know, you know, I know this is always, nobody wants to talk about this, but it's really important the challenges of, of coming up with a, um, an exercise program that people are going to stick with, that people are not going to give up on. Um, what do you find is the, you know, maybe the easiest way, the solution for people coming up with a program that is, is, is going to be doable for them and they're actually going to stick with it? Yeah, for sure. I um, so I I don't know if this quote is. Um, I, I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due. But I remember hearing this quote the first time and heard that it was Arthur Ashe, the famous tennis player, that said it. Um, but it's start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. And we use that a lot because one, I think, in every aspect of life we can tend to compare ourselves to others or even other versions of ourselves. When it comes to fitness, you hear, you know, I, I'll get this on a lot. Like I used to weigh this 
now I weigh, I, I want to get back down to my fighting weight, or I want to get back to, to, you know, you know, I, I, I could fit into this wedding dress 15, 20 years ago, whatever it is. Right. And so we're com always comparing ourselves with either other people or other versions of ourselves. And I think that's a hurdle that we can get over if we keep the mentality of, listen, it doesn't matter what we used to be able to do. It doesn't matter what that person can do. What can I do? And that's, that's our starting point. And then from there, using what we have, that's another one where like, for instance, and I alluded to it earlier about equipment, you don't need any equipment right. for fitness. Right. It's great. I, I use all kinds of equipment. If you see my gym, I, you know, we have all kinds of different things in there, but some of the best shape I've ever been in in my life was body weight workouts and running and walking and hiking and things like that. And so um, that's another big one where a lot of people think that, oh, I want to start running, so I need to buy a pair of shoes. I'm like, no, you just go out, put one foot in front of the other and start there and yeah. see if you like it, right? Yeah, exactly. um, and do the best you can. And, you, you know, that I think that's a big one. And so... Um, I think a lot of people have this preconceived idea of fitness needs to be this big grandiose thing. Um, and I don't think it does. And I think for a lot of people, um, it's not a matter of, because we can make up hurdles, right? We can easily talk ourselves out of doing a lot of things. Right, exactly. And so it's kind of what I find is my job, part of my job is breaking those down and making it as inclusive as possible, you know? So I, I use when it comes to programming for almost anybody, I, there's, you know, pushing, pulling, hinging, which is, you know, bending over at the waist, squatting, which is just sitting down and standing up, rotating, lunging, um, carrying things. Those are kind of like the fundamental movements, human, right. human movement patterns. Right. And I incorporate those, pretty much with every one of my clients, whether it's the guy that can bench press 250 pounds or it's the woman with PLS that can't walk without the aid of a walker, we still find ways to incorporate those fundamental movement patterns into what everybody does. It's just really, it comes down to each individual person's level, right? So what can they do? And we start there because it's, it's really intimidating when you are looking at what you can't do. Yeah, you know? exactly. It is and, intimidating for me as well. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and you know, um, I, I made this thing for my kids. You know, I have two small kids. They're 8 and 10 years old. And they're, if they ever say the word can't, even if I'm not in the room, they'll overhear me yelling, yet. Right. Like that's the mentality is if you can't do something, you can't do it yet. Like that's, you know, and obviously for kids, it's slightly different. But like for us, it's like, you know, I mean, start with what we can do as opposed to what we can't do and go from there. Oh, that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. I love that. And it's really empowering as well. Because I think when we focus on the negative, it really just um, kind of takes the wind out of our sails. Right. Totally. And I know for me, when I focus on what I can't do, then I just end up not doing anything. Yeah. So I, I think this is really, really great advice. And um, is there, are there like two or three or more exercises that people could just get started with now? I know you mentioned like lunges. Um, 
what are some like what would be like a real basic routine for somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience? Maybe they only have fifteen minutes a day. What what kind of exercises would you recommend? Sure. Just really uh, oh, great question. Um, one, I think the most overlooked form of exercise in regards to longevity is walking. I think a lot of people think walking is not exercise. Um, I walk a lot. I love walking. Like, I mean... There's a, there's a guy that did, his name's Dan Buter, and he did a study called the Blue Zones where there's about seven different places around the world where they study, they have the highest population of centenarians, so people that have lived to 100 years right, or more. Exactly. And they found, okay, what are the similarities between these groups? And one of them is they walk a lot. They yeah. just walk. They don't, none of them go to gyms, like to like a <laughs> typical gym, but they walk and they move a lot. They work in the garden They're yes. you know, um, and I think walking is kind of, you know, like they, they, they call certain foods like superfoods. This is like the super exercise because some of us just should not be running, no. you know, it's just, it's just too high impact on our I, joints. I can't handle it with my knees. I right. Yeah, right. I can't, I can't and you're probably just one of millions and millions, right? Yeah. Because like, it's just too hard on our knees, on our hips, on our ankles. And yes. it's just, and for, for instance, some people just don't like it. I don't really like so it. <laughs> that's, so that's oh, talking about, you know, like one key is, and this is just kind of a broad answer to your question, but I'll, I'll, I'll get back to it. But finding things that you enjoy doing yes. because we're not, you know, I mean, we get to choose. This is... 30 to 60 to 90 minutes of our day. And it's a very valuable time, right? And so finding things that you enjoy doing is super important. Going for a walk though, has these other benefits to it. You can clear your head. You can, yes. you know, I start my day with a walk every morning because that's kind of how I start to get my day set up in my head, oh, you know? Nice. Um, and then I would say some other exercises. I do these with pretty much everybody that I can. Um, a lot of people know the burpee, which is this kind of, depending on how you see it, this intense, throw yourself on the floor, get back up and jump. And to me, what I see the burpee as, um, it's get down on the floor and get back up again. So when we work with, um, especially people in the 50, 60 year old and higher range, which is a range of age that we're more susceptible to falls and then those falls being kind of catastrophic, yeah, right? That's right? In in places in Asia, like for instance, Japan, their fall rate for the elderly population is so drastically low compared to ours in the Western world. Wow. And that's because they sit on the floor a lot. They spend time on the floor. Oh. They're you know, and we don't, we eventually, as a lot of people age, the floor becomes this scary place that you don't want to go to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, because if we end up there, how do we get back up? Exactly, right. Yeah. So what I do is I work with a lot of people. It's not this like intense movement. It's get down on the floor and get yourself back up again, because we don't want to find ourselves in a situation where we need to get back up off the floor and we haven't done it in like a decade. Right. Yeah it's a very functional movement, you know, I mean, down to whether we fall or shoot the batteries of the remote fell out and it rolled under the couch, I got to go get it. Right. And so we take getting down on the floor and getting back up as an exercise that is 
fundamentally functional in our life and we we make it so it's a little bit more fun so we find different ways to make it efficient right and we find different ways to do it how do we get down on the floor and i think for a lot of people maybe they have kids and they want to play with their kids because they're down on the floor or they have grandkids you know and that's for instance for me my whole why for all this is i was kind of my first client you know when it came to the whole longevity thing is you know i was around 40 years old i had kids i wanted to play with them i had a double hernia in my low back and I couldn't move and, and it was really debilitating and it was infuriating because I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. You know, it wasn't like, I didn't need some level of fitness. I just wanted to live my life and have a body I could depend on, right? right? To do the things I wanted to do and yeah. to do things I needed to do. And so, um, I, I started looking primarily at, all right, exercises that allow me to do the things that I want or need to do. You know, so I would say, sorry, really long answer to a quick question, but um, exercise, walking and finding body weight movements like squats mm -hmm. and push-ups yeah. are probably, I mean, you could, you could do an incredible workout with just that. And if you do like running, change the walking for running, but um, I would still get in a walk at some point in time in the day because it's incredibly beneficial. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. That was really informative. That's really interesting. And I do like to walk, you know, I live down in Centro. So, and then now my bike is gone. Um, I've sold it and I'm walking even more, but um, I, I think doing what you love is really important. I love bicycling and uh, absolutely. When I get to Puerto Escondido, I'm going to buy a nicer bike now because I've been doing it for a while. So I know it's like, I love this. I think I'm ready to take the next step and go into making this a sport, like doing this as a sport, which is something I never thought I would do, like, because I don't necessarily think of myself as an athletic person. I used to be when I was younger, I used to run cross country, but I also feel like it doesn't matter how old you are, right? I'm, I'm yeah, 58, 100%. I'm 58. And, um, I heard from a friend of mine who, bicycles and you know like a bicycling group that they have in merida with 70 year olds yeah. and they're they're bicycling like 50 kilometers you know and it just um it makes me feel like i'm not saying that's where i'm gonna start for that right now i mean i think my first step is to get to a place where i can do 10 kilometers like i know i can do five so my next step is to go to 10 and then when i feel really comfortable with that then i'll move up to 15 and I think taking things in stages, you know, having smaller goals that are achievable, I think that's also really helpful for people. Rather than going, oh, Michelle, you're going to get into a sport. You're going to start bicycling 35 kilometers right now. No, that's crazy. I'm not. I need to condition myself. I need to work myself up to that. And yeah. then eventually I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That, yeah. So it's really, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I love what you're saying. I really do. Yeah. No. And, and to that, to that point, we're um, talking about, you know, bite size kind of, you know, getting into something step by step. Um, I remember, you know, a, a while ago, it, you know, the analogy of say running a marathon, which is 42 kilometers, right? You're not running 42 kilometers. You're running one kilometer, 42 times wow. because 42 kilometers is way over there. That's really far away. Yes, you know, it's intimidating, it yes. but it's get to the, 
get to the next checkpoint, you know? And then when you get there, go again, keep going, you know? Because otherwise, if, if the goal, if the end goal is all we see, it's just too intimidating. Yes. And then we have that sort of, you know, what is it? The, you know, paralysis by analysis, or we're just like consumed by this overwhelming yes, goal. Exactly. Whereas like, okay, you know what? It's one foot in front of the other and just go. And so actually, um, not that long ago, I walked from my house in Merida to the beach in Progresso. Wow. And it was... How many kilometers is that? I, my walk was about 40 kilometers. So I was just under a marathon. Wow. And I didn't want to run it, but I wanted to walk it. And um, I, one of the main reasons why was because I wanted to get to the point where I started hearing that little voice that, that would say, kind of quit, just, just give up, you know? Um, and we've all heard it, whether it's in fitness or in business or anything like that. And I wanted to hear that voice because I hadn't heard it in a little while. And I needed to be able to tell it to shut the heck up, you know? And, um, and sure enough, I got to Progresso and I still had a ways to go because I was actually going to Chicxulub, you know? Oh, wow. And, um, and I just, I started hearing that voice and I said, nope, just one foot in front of the other, put your head down and just put one foot in front of the other. And metaphorically though, it, it translates into over so many other things, right? Like just put one foot in front of the other, forget about where I'm trying to get to just do the work. And that transfers over into like, for instance, my business when I've got all these, cause like you, I've got, I'm a kind of, you know, solopreneur and I've got all, I wear all the hats some of the hats fit really nice, right? You know, like coaching one-on-one -on -one with someone is very natural for me. And I love that. Some of the administral, uh, or, you know, administrative stuff, yeah. not so much. And it can feel overwhelming. And so I'm like, okay, you know, just, okay, one thing, one step and do that. And then that will lead to the next one. So I, I, I totally agree with you when it comes to, um, looking at something like you want to do something like the bike riding, like, all right, like if I can do five kilometers, do five kilometers and do it consistent, consistently for a little bit. And yes. then I'll feel like my body's ready to go to 10 or exactly. 50. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, um, Jeff. I'd love to hear more about, you know, what packages or programs you're offering. Are you doing any special offers for the holiday season? You know, I'm sure everybody would love to hear what you're offering right now. Yeah, for sure. So I've got a few different things going on. Um, I, like I said, I offer online programming. Um, that's a free consultation online to set it up to see if we click, because that's one thing that, um, I'm not for everybody. Uh, and I can admit that, you know, I, I that's why, for instance, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have any competition out there with other trainers because there's enough people with health issues. Yes. for all of us, right? That yes. all of us trainers and people help helping people get healthy. And so, um, I, I offer a free consultation video chat to see if what you need and want lines up with kind of how I do things. And, and then, um, we have options, whether it's live classes, um, programming or a combination, which I also do. And then I also do kind of one-time deals where I, I put together a program, you buy it once and it's yours, it's a PDF, you download it, demo video links and everything like that. I have two free programs out just, just out now. And one of them is a, an intro to body weight training guide. So I break down 10 different functional body weight movements 
by the movement. I break it all down, what muscle groups they use, how to do them, demo videos and everything. And then I put together a couple little workouts utilizing those movements at the end, totally free. And then another one for anybody that has always said, God, I suck at push-ups. I wish I could get better at them. It is a beginner's push-up program um, with a bunch of different workouts and so, stuff. And so, yeah. Is so that, Is that all on your website? Yeah, I'm just still finishing kind of getting it linkable. So um, basically it's just sign up for my free monthly newsletter that I put out. Um, I don't spam anybody. So I, uh, I just put out a monthly newsletter now that is, you know, just – little tips when it comes to health and fitness. And, uh, but even if you don't want the newsletter, you can easily, you can just, uh, unfollow at any point in time. Um, but yeah, so those are the programs that I have. And in, again, if you're in the Merida area, um, I do in-person training as well. So they can find out more about it at your website. Can yeah. you tell us what your website is? Yeah, for sure. It's longevity360.life. And then my socials are the same. So Instagram is at longevity360.life. Facebook the same, and uh, yeah, I try to keep it all all the okay, same. Let me write easy. this uh, in the in the web in the uh, chat box. Long, longevity three six zero dot life. Oh, that's pretty easy. Yeah, oh, that's a pretty cool uh, URL actually. Longevity three sixty dot live. So yeah, you should definitely um, check out. I'm gonna go to your website and check out these awesome. uh, special free programs because. Um, I would love tips on how to how to do my easy easy push-ups, and I know that like you know using your own body weight. I've heard that before, where um, it can really be a very beneficial way to work out. You don't even really need um, you know any weights or anything because you can use your own body, yeah, totally. right? And and I I'm familiar with that, and I also used to do a lot of Pilates, and um, oh, yeah. yeah, and I love Pilates as well. So. Um, before we go, does anybody want to jump in and ask Jeff? He's the expert. You know, don't miss out on your chance. If you're feeling shy, you can type your question in the comments box. I believe you can do that if you're on your phone. I don't know if you can do it off of a laptop. But, um, yeah, I will also be sure to put in his email. Uh, you can get in touch with him and his socials. Um, which he already said at Lon Lon Longevity 360 uh, Life yeah, is yeah, your yeah. yeah is your social for IG yeah. and Facebook as well. Yeah. So um, please be sure to get in, ch in touch with Jeff. You know he's he's a really great guy. And uh, so Jeff, just passing it over to you for any final words of advice or wisdom or anything, especially leading up to the holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. uh, you know, I don't know if you have any ideas about self-control, but uh, yeah, whatever you want to say, please uh, feel free to share. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one thing that has proven probably with everybody that's come to December 31st and then January 1st with this um, very unrealistic, but very... Um, emotional sort of goal of health and fitness um cut yourself some slack for one um kind of going back to what you said when it came to the biking um i i worked in a gym way back in the day and i remember we used to kind of have a running joke in the gym which was um all of the new members 
that signed up at the beginning of January for their like year membership. And basically they paid a year membership to use the gym for about a month by Valentine's day that we never saw them again, you know, it's because of this, Oh, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to do all this stuff. And the best thing I think when it comes to, you know, one, the holidays, enjoy, enjoy the food that you like, but remember that it's okay to say no, no, isn't forever. So if you say no to something, that doesn't mean you can never have that again, you know? Um, it's interesting though, because we do live in a society, or a lot of us do, where when you say no to dessert or you say no to alcohol, the response is, oh, come on, what's, are you okay? Right? And it's yes. like, I'm doing something good for myself, you know? Um, but I think um, when it comes to, health and fitness goals, approaching the new year and getting started into the new year. Um, don't have big grandiose goals. Um, I use something with all my clients, which is, and I'm sure a lot of people already know about this, but it's, you know, setting smart goals, which is, you know, an acronym for um, specific, measurable, attainable, relative and time bound. And so you you take a goal like I want to get in shape. Well, okay, but what does that look like? Yes, you know, and exactly. if that looks like, you know, okay, how much time are you going to give yourself to do it and right. break it down so you kind of reverse engineer? If you're going to put together a car, break it all down and where do you start putting pieces together? And that's kind of what we do with the goals. And so um, we get a good look at, you know, what that process looks like. And that actually, um, I'll leave you with that is trust in the process, not without so much focus on the end goal. Because when we have this focus on the end goal, um, we lose sight of, you know, the process in which it takes for us to get there, um, which I think is way more important because you may find during the process that you detour and don't end up where you initially wanted to go, Yeah, you know? And so I think just trusting in that process of, you know, like one foot in front of the other, do the work today and go from there. I think it's really important. Oh, wonderful, Jeff. Well, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, it's You are our first guest to talk about fitness. And I think it's really important because this show is all about um, mind, body, and spirit. And it's tips for living a better life, living consciously. Um, and so all of this is relevant, you know, whether it is physical fitness, uh, emotional and spiritual well-being, mental health. Um, and this is why I do invite a variety of guests on this show so that you get a broad spectrum of tools and knowledge about how you can live a more balanced and fulfilling life. So thank you all of you for coming on to um, Embodying Your Higher Self, Tools for Conscious Living. And um, I also have some very special programs coming up, um, launching a new business called OmkaraHealingRetreats.com, Luxury Retreats on Bali. Uh, come and join me next year in May and June of 2023. And I will be hosting um, some retreats here in Mexico. So check out SpiritWeaverJourneys.com as well for updates on my upcoming ceremonies and retreat programs, as well as mentoring programs. So thank you so much for joining us. And I will be sure to put all of Jeff's details 
on my Podbean um, webpage and have a great day or great night wherever you are. So much love. Take care.